It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, real Ed Oliver, with my guy, Brandon Scott. The Wizards beat the Magic 138 to 118. Seven guys in double figures, and Rui drops 30 points. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. All right, so the Wizards skunked the Magic 138 to 118. The Wizards are now 20 and 26. Seven guys in double figures. Uh, DeLon Wright was huge off the bench and Rui with 30 points. Of course, we're going to talk about Rui's comments um, after the game, the press conference when they asked him about trade rumors. But on a positive, on the positive side of the game from Saturday, what was your biggest reason why the Wizards won? What was your main takeaways from the Wizards game against the Magic? Um, I'm going to say ball movement. Ball movement was a key factor of us winning this game. If you look at the stats, we got 34 assists. And those 34 assists led to better three-point shooting. If you look at three-point shooting, we shot 53%, <laughs> which, you know, if you look at this, you know, past, you know, this season, we're not, you know, we show that we struggle from three. But lately, especially this game, we showed out on the perimeter, 53% with this team. So that shows the potential for this team with fluent ball movement. You know, 34 assists, and then the three-point shooting shows, 53%. So if I narrow down to one thing, it would be ball movement. You know, the lack of ISO ball, the lack of hero ball. You know, when this team plays like a team and, they, and ball movement is fluid, they, they have performances like this. Um, looking at the numbers, you know, Kuz, 25 points, man, uh, 10 rebounds, 9 for 20 from the field, and 5 from 11 from the three-point arc. So Kuz was on the mark. <laughs> he was rolling, man. Um, KP, 17 points uh, from the field. He's 3 from 10, 1 from 3 from the three. Uh, he left with the, the ankle injury, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but overall, with the starting unit, you know, they the starting unit showed out. Monte Moore is ten point six assists, so Monte is really settling into the starting point guard role. You know, he's really getting into the role of being a distributor, and it shows. He's played a lot better within the last couple of weeks. And then Bradley Bill, the real deal, Bill seventeen points, eight assists. So I mean, assist numbers up. You know, he, he shot seven for fourteen, so he's fifty percent from the field, two for three from the uh, three point arc. So the the starting unit, you know, it works. You know, we said it time and time again. This this, this taller lineup works you know they, they look they play well together now looking at the second unit you know and that's been the issue to let you know lately you know Rui wasn't an issue he led all scores 30 points he shot 13 from 22 so he was very efficient and you know that's the name of the game for Rui you know he, efficiency and scoring has never been his issue you know he showed out you know now obviously we're going to talk about the trade rumors and but you you better believe the trade rumors had a lot to do with his performance you know he's 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 feeling a certain kind of way but, you know, he showed out. 
And but outside, you know, uh, Delon Wright, fifteen points, eight assists. Again, shout out to Delon, really running that se- second unit. But Kispert, kind of a non-factor. He did shoot three for four from the field, but eight points. You know, the underwhelming. Um, Taj, two points, three rebounds. So he was kind of a non-factor. And then Denny, he uh, zero points from eight, or excuse me, zero from five for the field. So Denny has been cold. You know, Denny has not been his best self. <laughs> you know, lately, he, you know, he's been struggling a lot. But Rui, you know, going back to Rui, you know, other than ball movement, I would say that Rui and Kuz were the two biggest factors for this win because, the, you know, Rui's uh, points off the bench and Kuz doing what Kuz does, especially with Bradley Bill ramping up. I think those are the two guys really th- th- this win you can kind of attribute to. So overall, great team win, man. Great team win. Yeah, definitely ball movement was huge. Um, the Magic played zone. They had a lot of big guys. They had Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter, Paolo, Bonacharo, excuse me, I'm probably butchering his name, Paolo Bonacharo, who's a really good player, uh, Franz Wagner, Mo Wagner. So the Magic, they have a lot of bigs, and they're just slow, bowl, bowl as well. So they have a lot of bigs that are slow-footed that can't really move out there on the perimeter. So um, I think their coach, Mosley, uh, decided to play zone, and the Wizards took advantage of it. Kyle Kuzma was hot from three. He had four threes. He had three threes in a row. He had five threes. This was one of his better games. Had a, he had a double, another double-double, 25 and 10. He was hot from the three-point line. Um, you know, he's been kind of hot or cold from the three, but the last couple of games, he's hit at least four threes in the last three or four games. So Kuzma was huge. Um, and the bench was huge, like you said, Rui, man. The, the one dribble pull-up when he does the pump fake and just takes a dribble in, and he just simplifies his game. He's not dribbling the ball too much or thinking too much. That's when he's at his best, and he got high. They couldn't stop him. He was getting to the basket as well in transition. Um, so great all-around game from Rui, Rui uh, on Saturday night. Five boards. Want to see him rebound the ball more, but I'm fine with the way he contributed to the win. And when the Magic, when they went on their runs, Rui did a good job of knocking down shots and stopping the Magic from getting on runs when they were trying to come back. Um, but the solid three looked good, man. Brad was the ball was moving, the ball was popping. Um, no over dribbling from Brad. He had eight assists. He found open guys. He had found DeLon Wright open. He found Kuzma open, Rui open. He was really dishing the ball to other guys. And he's kind of you know coming back slowly. He's not trying to force the issue, which is good. Coming back from the hamstring injury, he's not going out there trying to score 30 points. He's just trying to find his teammates, which is the best way for him to get back into the lineup and, and, and back acclimated. Porzingis played well too. Unfortunately, the ankle injury. 17 points. If he would have played the whole game, probably would have had at least 20 points for sure. Um, but I thought Porzingis was good to start off the game, uh, dominated in the post. And um, Gafford, too, man, he he was huge, man. 14 points, eight boards. I want to see how many blocks he had, but he had a huge block on Mo Vaughn. The only block that he had on Mo Vaughn, and he actually fouled out of the game, too. He got hurt and came back in, but he actually fouled out. Um, he was a plus 18. Kuzma was a plus 19. Rue was a plus 20. DeLon Wright was a plus 20. DeLon Wright was wreaking havoc. He had eight assists, three steals. He was just a menace and just being a pest out there as well. Um, so the bench was huge, man. We had, what, 45. Kisper with eight points. 45 plus eight is 53. Plus two, seven. 57, uh, 57 bench points. And we're seven and three when we hit 18, uh, at least 18 threes, or at least 15 threes. And um, I know we talked about is this sustainable, but they've been hot from the three-point line, man. Um, I don't know how sustainable it is. We'll see what happens against the Mavericks in the next couple of games, but they're shooting really, really well from the three-point line. And when they move the ball, um, it just it just helps them shoot better from the three-point line. Fifty-two uh, percent from the free throw line. I mean, from the three-point line, thirty-four assists. Like you said, eight turnovers, only eight turnovers. Um, this is a good all-around game. I have nothing really negative to say. 
Um, yes, Denny did struggle. Yeah. See, the thing is, Denny will have a good game, and then Rui will have a bad game, and then Rui will have a really good game, and Denny will um, struggle. So it, it's just a weird dynamic with our young guys. Um, Denny had zero points, um, but he, he did have some hustle plays. There's one time where he dove on the floor, got the ball, passed it up to Kuz, and Kuz found Gafford for a dunk. So um, Denny struggled from the field for sure, 0 for 5, 0 for 3 from the three-point line. I just don't um, – you know, we talked about him working out with Drew Hanlon. But it, it's still – his three-point shot is just still a work in progress. It, it, it's still, you know, it, it's still a work in progress for sure. So, um, you know, we'll see if he can ever become a 35% three-point shooter in the league. If not, you know, at least he can help out on the defensive side of the ball. But DeLon Wright, once again, I thought he was the extra of the game. Five for five, three for three from the three-point line. Um, and then Rui, of course, was the player of the game because he, he just took over at one point. And Monte Morris has been playing a lot better, too. I got to give him some credit, too. Because we we gave him a very hard time to start off the year, but he he's playing good ball, man. I got to give him his credit. He, he's come in and he's playing a lot better in this second part of of the season. Ten points and six assists. Yeah, this team shows. I mean, really, this win shows that when this team plays as a team, when ball movement is fluid, they're a good team. You see the talent on this team. I think, I think they're the biggest issue with this team is consistency. You know, can they consistently? put up these type of performances and you know, very often not, we have not been very consistent, but again, this win shows that when we play as a team, this is a really, really good team. Um, going back to Morris. Yeah, we were really hard on Monte man. and, you know, but he's really starting to fill into the starting role, man. He really is, you know, distributing, you know, he doesn't have to drop 15 to 20 points. Cause you got, you know, you got the solid three. He's really getting into the role of being a floor general. So I, I really have nothing negative to say about Monte and the way he's been playing lately. And, uh, you know, I didn't talk about Gav, man. Gav, 14 points, eight boards. So this lineup works, man. This taller lineup works. So, I mean, looking, going towards the deadline, do does my priorities for what I'm looking for on this team change? I guess a little bit. I'm not too concerned about point guard. You know, I, I guess long-term you do want that point guard. But like I said, Monte, you, you're not dependent on him to really shoulder that load offensively. And with him running the offense and running the first unit the way he is, I have no problem with him being the guy right now. I have no problem with that going into next year. I, I don't because he's he's really settled into that role. So I guess 3 and D wing is still something that we need, but and maybe slide Kuz back to the four. But and we're going to talk about Rui in a little bit anyway. But, you know, going to the deadline, I feel a lot better about the squad, man. It, it's just consistency. You know, if they can be consistent, then they're a really good team. So, yeah, again, man, I have nothing negative to say about this team, man. You know, going into Orlando – or not or in Orlando, but going against Orlando and having this performance, this is the wins you want because we're, we're neck to neck with Orlando right now. So to really kind of separate from that group of the lower-tier uh, teams, we got to beat these Orlando. Because if you look at the next five, man, three out of the next five and with this road trip coming up, three out of the next five are under 500 teams. So we have a chance to kind of make up ground because as we stand, we're at a 20 and 26, 11th in the East. So, I th- you know, I feel like with this road trip coming up, man, this is the Wizards' chance to kind of make up ground. But, yeah, overall, man, this was a beautiful team victory. But, again, my only thing is this, consistency, especially going to this um this road trip, consistency. So, mm-hmm. yeah, great team win. Definitely, yeah. I mean, we'll see if they upgraded the point guard position. I do think they could use another guy that can get to the paint more um, that is more explosive and more athletic. But I, I, I like the way that Monte has been playing the last couple of games for sure. Um, but like you said, consistency, and this is a, this is a game we were supposed to win the magic. They are a lottery team. The wizards are a lottery team too, right now too. So I can't really say the wizards are, are way better than the magic. I can't say that at all. 
Um, but th- that was a win that they should have won, and they took care of business. So I'm happy that they they took care of it. And they beat the Knicks too. The Knicks are, are, are a legitimate playoff team this year. But like you said, the Wizards are one and a half games out of the 10th spot. We're we're gonna get to Rui now. Uh, but before we do that, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks super easy. You just pick two to six players. You pick over under. Um, tomorrow night, if Bradley Bill plays, his over under will probably be 19 points. Um, we play the Mavericks, so you know. Probably be Spencer Dinwiddie guarding him, so you might want to take the over on that. But Bradley Bill, he's still coming back from the injury, so who knows? But Kuz has been hot. That's one guy I may take the over on his points. Uh, his points are usually 22, or you could take the over on three-pointers made. That's just an example of over-unders or projections taking more or less. Kuz has been hot from the three, so if his over-under is two-and-a-half threes, I would definitely take the over on that. Um, so it's super easy. You pick two to six players, and if they will go score more or less than their prize fix projection, you went up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, college football, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. Download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, price fix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, price fix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dollars. All right, so we're going to finally get to the Rui news here in the press conference. Uh, I just got to put up the quote here. Uh, I want to say it was the athletic that asked him after the game on Saturday night against the uh, Magic. Um, it was basically giving John Wall vibes that um, he answered no comments. So Josh Robbins tweeted this. He said, tonight when the Athletic asked Rui if he asked the Wizards to trade him, Hachimura answered no comment. Um, then, they, then he also asked him, he asked Rui if a trade is something he wants. He paused for several seconds and answered, I don't know. Um, what were your thoughts about that? I'm going to pull up some other quotes here too that I found, but did you see the interview? And if you did, what were your other thoughts? Oh, this is the other one. This is from Matthew Paris as well. I want to say he works for, um, the Richmond times dispatch. Um, he also does commanders, uh, news as well. He says, Rui Hachimura quote says, I just want to be somewhere that wants me as a basketball player. I want to be somewhere that likes my game, you know? I know that every coach is not going to like my game. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to be somewhere that trusts and believes in me, end quote. Um, and then he also asked if that's true uh, about the trade, about the trade rumors or asking about the trade. He says, uh, Rui says, I don't know. We're going to find out. Um, and if you watch the interview too, Rui was, Rui was kind of laughing a lot during the interview and the, 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 the media was laughing with him. So what were your thoughts about his answers and, and what were your thoughts about the, the questions for Rui? And, you know, I did watch the interview, and I'm say this. I think it highlights two people, Wes Unseld and Tommy Shepard. You know, this is the 
you know, this is not the first time we've heard about issues with Wes Unseld in the locker room. And, you know, look, these players know what it is. They know the NBA is a business. They, they know that you could be traded, you could be let go, you know. And the fact that he's had this type of response, it, it says a lot about the culture with the Wizards. You know, you guys are getting mad for a reason. You know, if you look at last year, you know, we we often said that death can be a good thing till it's not. Last year it became an issue. There was locker room issues. You know, you had people fighting. And, you know, so his response to this whole situation is a little alarming because, you know, I'm I, this is my problem with it, man. We have issues bringing guys to D.C., there's always been our issues bringing free agents into DC. And there's a reason for that because it's just, you continue to have these issues in the locker room. You know, there, you know, there were a couple of reports about Rui. The, the comments were kind of aimed towards what's said a little bit. And, and it kind of mirrors what you heard from Spencer Dinwiddie, Trez last year and players in the past, just that culture thing, you know, that, that you know, the culture with this team and, and in spot, in spotlights that a little bit, in my opinion. And, and that's the issue. You know, there's a reason why, free agents don't want to come here you know the management you know and then you know we that's that's a whole nother episode talking about the, the problems with the with culture with this team because you can attribute that to a little bit to bradley bill with him being having a little bit of responsibility over moves being made you know i believe that the gm should be allowed to be the gm you know let brad be the guy but he's you know should he be in a gm's office <laughs> having you know choices on moves i don't think so you know i think that's part of the problem right there and i think that's what rubs, rubs a lot of people the wrong way you know, they, I don't think they really were transparent with Rui. I don't like how they treated Rui this whole situation. I'm going to be honest with you because, you know, I, I mean, but on the flip side, you can't say this, right? You know, he's had his injury issues. You know, he, he does have his shortcomings on the defensive end. But, you know, he's a young guy who can contribute. He can start. And to get rid of the guy, and, and that's another thing that you bring up, E, is that we don't bring back the guys we, we, we draft. You know, why are we letting this guy go? And then you got Kuz who his value is through the roof right now. I mean, really, he's more efficient. I just, I don't get it, man. <laughs> and that, that's my thoughts about it is that I think, I, I honestly think it's a bad mood to move. I really do. I think any if you move anybody, it will be Denny. Now, I get it, you know, um, with Rui going into restricted free agency, that, that has a lot to do with it, and I get that. But now I'm, I'm not a fan of potentially moving him. I'm, I'm just not. I think that you got to kind of explore what you can get for Kuz. Now, I know Kuz is popular. You know, if you look at the solid three, they've been playing well. But with going into the deadline, man, we need to solidify this, this second unit. We need some bench pieces. Because if you're going to go forward with this tall lineup, you know, we got to get some more guys on this bench unit, you know, because I think Barton's just not the guy. And, you know, I, I like to see more Jordan Goodwin. So, yeah, going, getting back to the comments with Rui, man, I, I think it really puts a spotlight on Wes. Because on the outside looking in, I don't think these guys are responding to West. You know, we've always complained about West Unself being too quiet, you know, not being, you know, really in the players' faces, not holding anybody accountable, you know, and then people look at the whole situation with Bradley Bill with him having a little too much power. So it, it's rubbing people the wrong way. So, yeah, and then long story cut short, my, my bad, y'all, is um, I believe it spotlights some internal issues for this team. No, I mean, it's definitely something that happened last year. Now, Rui saying no comment um, definitely reminds me of John, the John Wall situation. Uh, I don't think it's as, as bad as that, though. Um, now, Rui, I think when the when the report came out that they wanted to trade him for Jay Crowder and, and there was another report saying that's not true, I think that was 100% true. I think Rui knows this. The way Rui was playing in his body language against the Knicks, he obviously knew about this. 
Um, but I got to commend him for being a professional and playing well against the uh, Magic last night, putting up 30 points. I hope that pushes up his trade value. I hope we just get somebody good in return. Because like you said, the bench, man, we just don't have a lot of scoring off the bench. We don't have a lot of production off, production off the bench. And like you said, Jordan Goodwin, he's on the G League team right now. Um, other than DeLon Wright, I mean, Todd Gibson, he plays well, but he's not going to score for you off the bench. We just don't have a lot of shot creators, guys that can create shots for themselves. And Rui is really good at that. He's a very talented offensive player. Say what you want about his defense, say what you want about his rebounding, but when we need points and buckets, which is what you need off the bench and scoring, uh, Rui certainly does that. You look at the record with Rui when he plays this year, we're 17 and 13 when Rui plays. Now, your best your best ability is your availability. I do think last year really, really hurt him uh, when he missed games for personal reasons, and then Kuzma came in, and he kind of basically took his spot. He was a, he, Kuzma became a starter. Um, Kuzma took the bull by his horns. Kuzma had a heck of a season last year, and, and Kuzma's having a good year as well. Um, Kuzma's a good passer; he's a rebound, he can score. And then now he's a part of the solid three, and this is this is you know basically what Ted wants. Um, you know, every time they're marketing something, it's with Kuz in it. You know, the hats at the, the Clippers game that we went to, um, Kuzma designed the hats. He got a Kuz bobblehead night, so you can just see where the direction of the team is going. The, re the reports are saying that they, that they really, Mark Stein said it, that they really, really want to keep Kuz. So if you, if you want to keep Kuz and you want to keep Porzingis and Ted wants to make the playoffs or playing, that's the goal for the wizards. Then you're going to, you're going to have, you cannot, they just don't have the fund, the means to pay Rui and Kuz and Porzingis and stay under the luxury tax. So it comes down to the money aspect. I hate to see it. I understand the move, but they better get somebody good in return. They better get a decent point guard. It doesn't have to be an all-star point guard. Of course, they're not going to get an all-star point guard for Rui. That's just not his trade value. I don't even know if you could, you would get a first. I don't think you would get a first-round pick for Rui at this point um, because of the injuries and because of the availability and because of the defense and the defensive awareness. Um, but he's going to go to a different team. He's going to go to the, maybe the Suns with Chris Paul, who Chris Paul is going to make him better. Um, maybe the Miami Heat where Pat Riley and that organization, they would, make, they would definitely make him better. Um, it, it, I feel like he's going to end up being another Wizards player where he goes to a different team and he probably in the next two to three years, he wins a championship and he's a heck of a role player or a heck of a player and a key piece to that team. Um, and that's just, that's just how I see it going. Um, but as far as West, yeah, I think he definitely took some shots at the organization saying that he wants to be with a team where somebody, where a team wants him. And then him saying no comment and laughing. Um, you know, I don't think he requested a trade. I don't know if he did or not, but, but obviously you see the team wants to trade him anyway. So, he doesn't even have to request a trade. It looks like the team is ready to move on anyway. So, um, so yeah, I hate to see it in this way because he's a very talented player. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we don't keep our picks. We don't keep our picks. The last pick that we resigned to an extension was Otto Porter, and that was back in 2015, uh, 16, Bradley Bill, John Wall, and that's it. We traded away Kelly Oubre, um, Johnny Davis, who knows, Denny, who knows. Um, Corey Kisper, who knows in the next couple of years, it doesn't really look promising for an extension for those guys. Um, they've been very inconsistent as well. Um, trying to think of some other first round picks that we had, but I can't even remember other than Kelly Oubre because I know we traded away a couple of picks. But the point is, um, and Rui, Rui had another, he had another quote as well that I, that I had up, um, that I sent to you. Um, this one was from the Washington Post. Article he says, quote, it's been up and down. I feel like as a team, Hajimura said Saturday when asked to describe the season. Even for me, I had an quote, even for me, I had an injury and I had to stay away for like a month. It was tough for me to come back from the injury and all that. I don't know. I think we have good pieces, you know, but somehow someone's got to put everything together. Culture, you know, question mark. I feel like that's the one thing I can say. 
it's just hard for all of us. It's not the place that we want to be, but I think it's going to be fine. End quote. So, um, yeah, it just looks like and, and Wes, Wes never started him. Rui's definitely capable of being the starter. Um, he 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 he's top he's top five in double digit games off the bench between him and Benedict Matherin, and uh, I want to say Jordan Poole as well. So Rui's a legitimate scorer. He's definitely going to help another team for sure. Oh, absolutely. Wherever he goes, if he goes to the right system, he's going to flourish. I have no doubt about that. But it, his comments, they, they're telling us what we already know, man, which is this is a dysfunctional organization. Because if, you, if you're if you serious about surrounding Bradley Bill with players, they're gonna, Rui's going to ask for less. So why would you trade a guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why would you trade a guy who's going to ask for less? And then try to pay a guy 20, 25 million. And here's my thing, man. You know, number one, if your only goal, and I said this all year, and I'm saying it again, man, if your goal is playing, if your goal is the AC, you're, it's a loser mentality. You know, do I like this solid three? Yeah, I like them. But do they really propel this team to the upper echelons of the Eastern Conference? No. So what are we doing? You're really going to pay a hundred plus million dollars for three guys, which you know don't push you over the edge? And it's going to make – look, Bradley Bill, he makes more money next year. So it's going to be that much harder to surround him with guys. So you're going to pay these three guys that amount of money, and then you – it doesn't make sense to me. You know, I, it, it just doesn't. It, you know, if I'm Tommy, you're moving coups because his value is through the roof. You can get some picks back. Maybe you can get a couple guys to put on the bench. I mean, I just – I don't get it, man. I don't get what their goal is, what the vision is. I, just, I don't get it. You know, I just, I just don't. You have a prime time right now to flip two guys who are at their highest when it comes to getting assets for them, KP and Kuz. Can you imagine what you can get for these guys? I mean, look what Rudy Gobert got. Let's be real. He got a lot more than he should have, they should have got for him. I mean, they got the works for Rudy Gobert. So you could easily get a couple of picks for Kuz right now. KP, he's proven that he's healthy. So why not flip him and really take that money and take those assets and really build around Bradley Bill. If you indeed really want to build around Bill, but paying three guys that you already know are not going to push you towards contender status makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave it there, man. You know, I really am because it's just – I don't understand the vision. You know, if you want to build around Bill, then why would you trade a guy who – look, Rui's not going to get $25 to $20 million. Let's be real. So that, that money could go towards a point guard. That money can go towards a 3D player. And, you know, go back to West, man. Look, this is year two, and it's again, we're having issues in the locker room, you know. And I, when I, you know, and when I said earlier, holding people accountable, yeah, because sometimes it feels like the players are running the team, you know, you don't see him really getting on players on the court, you know. You, you see, sometimes, you know, I like Kuz, man, but sometimes he's a little too free with the shot, but you don't see West do anything, man, you know. It's just, it's, I'm just gonna leave it there, man, you know, <laughs> it's because it's, it's, it's frustrating, man, because it really is, because you don't, you see. It, there's no vision. There's no we're we're waiting around for the prospect that Kuz and KP might want to come back. That doesn't make sense to me. Really, we're just gonna wait and see. It's just it doesn't make sense. So I guess before we get into comments, y'all, um, tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner, Locked On, because they're the number one sports book in America. FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better. They have so many great features that can make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 of free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at fanduels.com slash locked on. 
FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to the point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. All on, all on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet. You get $150 of free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And really, this is my go-to, man. So definitely, uh, I'm a parlay guy. Sometimes it comes back to bite me, but I definitely recommend FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So uh, moving on, we're going to hit the comments real quick. Definitely appreciate everybody showing up here Sunday. Um, Started out. Champ, what's up, man? He says, what's up, Papa Ed? Bad boy, Brandon. And it was his family. What's going on, man? Um. Big O, trading Rui is a mistake. Yeah, I think so. I think trading Rui is a mistake because it, it doesn't. It, to me, it doesn't make sense. If you're trying to skim money to get more pieces, you're going to keep the player who, look, he 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 proven he can start, so he can slide in if you move Kuz. That's <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a mistake. I, I'll let you have it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I get why you just can't pay everybody, and it's tough if you want to bring back Chris Apps and, and Kuzma. Kuzma is going to get, you know, twenty to twenty-five million million a year. The way he's been playing lately, too, if he's hitting four or five threes a game, give you twenty-five points and 10, board, ten, excuse me, ten boards, and you know, seventh in voting in the All Star game. Then yeah, he's he's definitely going to command that from a different team. And yeah, they're 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 playing a risky game with Kuzma, man. If they let him go into free agency. And, you know, he's kind of wishy-washy. He's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to come back. I would like to come back, but, you know, I'm not sure. And, you know, he goes and signs with, you know, the Lakers or or the Knicks or just another. I'm just throwing out teams. But, you know, if he goes to another, to a bigger market like he's like he's like the reports are saying, um, then, yeah, that could burn the Wizards because you didn't get any value for him when you could have got two first-round picks for Kuz. Um, there's a lot of teams. The Suns want Kuz. There's a lot of teams, you know, banging on the table for Kuz because he they know his value and they know he can seriously help a playoff team and he can be a key contributor to help a team out. So um, it would be it would be a big mistake if the Wizards don't give value for Kuz if they know that he doesn't want to come back. So these next couple games, February 9th is coming up very, very soon. So they got to make a decision on him. Um, Rui, the writing's on the wall for that. Um if they trade him for Jay Crowder, that would be a big mistake. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope they get a guard, like a scoring guard, uh, that can come off the bench and help this team out. I think I, I, I'm not a fan of it, but I get why. Is it a mistake? Sure, you could say that, but you know, I, I get it. I get, I get how this business works. And um, Ted wants to stay under the luxury tax, so if he want, and clearly, clearly he wants Kuz to come back. Clearly, he wants Kuz to come back. So they're making a decision to bring Kuz back. Um, and, and you can't keep both, so it, it, it's tough. It, it, I got a feeling we're going to see Rui play very, very well on a different team. But um, if they can keep Kuz, it, 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 you know, we'll see how that works. But we just know the ceiling with this solid three. Um, unless they can get another piece in here to help this team out, then the trajectory is is playing, is being a playing team. Yeah, I mean, that's the issue. I mean, 
you're gonna pay all three of these guys because hypothetically they want to pay Kuz, KP, and Bill, mm-hmm. right? So you're gonna have to hustle to build a bench. You know, you're taking. I mean, you're destroying the ability to really build around Bill. I don't. And to me, the uncertainty is crazy. You know, you, you to wait around and bank on the possibility that you might get them back. It doesn't make sense to me when you can flip both of them right now and probably get back players that can help contribute. You know, by, by trading Coos and KP, you're not rebuilding. You know, you're just loosening up the money so you can go out there and find the players to, to really build around this team. And I just I, The uncertainty is, is my problem about it. You know, I, I, I believe that Rui's going to go out there and he's going to show out. He really is because most ex-Wizards do. But <laughs> that's, just, that, that's my problem with it is that I don't believe that the vision – with their, I don't, I don't even think they believe what their vision is. You know, this whole wait and see. You know, hopefully he comes back. I just, it doesn't sit well with me because, look, Tommy Shepard, you get into the off season, man, and you lose Kuz and KP. That's your job, easy. And Wes, year two, you, we already have reports of issues in the locker room. You know, why not go get a veteran coach? Look, you can't do it. <laughs> I mean, you know if. It, to me, going to the offseason, find a veteran coach. Somebody said Steve Nash. I would entertain that, but <laughs> no, no, no. You wouldn't? You don't like Steve no, Nash? No, you can't. There's, there's better <laughs> options out there. Um, you know, Kenny Atkinson. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Wants Kenny to, yeah, yeah, there's there's a there's a couple better options for sure rather than, than Steve Nash. It just didn't work out with the Brooklyn. Now it was a toxic environment with you know Kyrie and K. Would you look how you know Steve Nash got fired and the Nets are just playing so much better? So I wouldn't be able to do Steve Nash. Yeah, I guess I will go ahead and pump mm-hmm. the brakes on Steve Nash. Yeah. But you know, Kenny Atkinson, I can see. But yeah. we, we need a veteran guy that knows how to control the locker room, man. This mm-hmm. guy has no idea how to control the locker room. No idea. And before we roll, I'm not you know, I know I'm rambling, but this organization, if people want to keep their jobs, they have to do their jobs and let people do their jobs. I don't want Bradley Bill making decisions in the front office. Let Tommy do his job. You know, Tommy did up his game. I just yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and end it there, man. But my my issue is this is that if you want to loosen up money to really build around Bill, why not keep Rui and Trey Coos? And that's where I'm at. Right. Um, let me see if there's any other comments here. Uh, but we'll probably read some more tomorrow um, and then do a preview. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm intrigued to see what they do. I'm intrigued to see what they get back in return. I'm not – I don't think they're going to get much back in return. But I, I just hope they can get a scoring guard um, and return to help, help this bench out because he really is. He's there's some games where he's really carrying the bench with scoring because we struggle to find points uh, from that bench from the bench unit at, at all, to be honest. So, um, but yeah, we just want to thank you guys for tuning in, making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen of the day, make sure you guys check out Game to Game. Uh, I listen to it all the time, every day. It's my first go-to after Locked On Wizards. Every moment, every type of performance, every result, Locked On Game in the Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game in the Game on Locked On NBA. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, the Wizards got the dial. Let's see if we can keep it up. We'll preview the Mavericks game tomorrow. Yes, sir. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.